Hey, welcome to Kingsway Caring Bar. We are a community inspired by love to live differently. I'm Dave, one of the pastors here. It's so great to have you with us. We pray this teaching will inspire you, build your faith, and lead you to a life of fullness and freedom in Jesus. Enjoy the message. I'm sure you're all wondering, why am I showing a video about wolves this morning? Um, Bear with me. There is a story that is connected to this video. Um, First of all, before I start, I just wanted to um, say good morning to everybody online, but also to acknowledge and say thanks to everybody who has supported Brett and I through this time of quarantine, uh, while he's in quarantine, and of course, the passing of his dad. It's been uh, amazing just the number of people that have been in contact with us and just the love and the prayers and the text. So thank you. We do appreciate it. And Han, I know you're watching online in quarantine, so God bless and look forward to seeing you Friday. Can't come quick enough, that's for sure. Nearly been a month, I think, until I see him when he, he in his words, he gets released from prison. So he's doing well, though, and God's... Um, certainly been stirring some stuff in his spirit during this time when he has been in lockdown. So hold on to your hats. I think we'll probably be preaching out of the book of Philippians for the next little while when Brett gets back about his time in isolation, I'm sure of it. So going back to the video, this video was actually part of my study that I'm doing. And this week when I was just praying, I just felt prompted by the Lord, not necessarily to give you a sermon this morning, but just to share a few of my thoughts. So I hope that's okay with you in regard to the promises of God and just what the Lord's been really stirring in my heart and just some of the things and some of the challenges, I think, in standing on the promises of God when there is a gap between the truth of who God is and the promises of, you know, what God's promised us and our current reality. And sometimes they don't match up, yeah? And when I looked at that video, it had such an incredible impact on me this week, apart from the fact that I love creation. It's where I feel the presence of God when I walk in nature, when I'm just, you know, one-on-one with God in nature. It's how often God speaks to me. And when I saw that video, I was just in awe at our creator God. I was in awe at the complexity of creation and yet the simplicity of creation. I was in awe of the hidden work that was actually happening within Yellowstone National Park and the choice that the state and federal government made um, in 1926 to eradicate all wolves from that particular part of the world. And it reminded me, in a sense, of sometimes I think when we look at the promises of God, sometimes I think there's a temptation in the midst of pain and suffering and hurt or struggle that we try to normalise or try to rationalise what God is doing. And so this sermon this morning or this talk or the insight or the message that I have is the hidden work of God. You know, it's amazing what was happening in Yellowstone National Park, just the diversity and the complexity, 
all the unseen things that up until then environmental scientists had not yet discovered. And sometimes I think when we look at creation, sometimes I, get a, I think we get a glimpse of a message of God, right? That there is a complexity behind some of the challenges that we face in our everyday lives that just don't make sense to us. And yet the hidden work of God and the promises of God are the anchor. They're the anchor of our soul. They're the anchor of what we hold on to in the midst of disappointment. But not just disappointment, it's the anchor we hold on to for our future. It's the anchor we hold on to in the context of trying to make decisions in our everyday lives. You know, last week, Kim reminded us that about the way God speaks to us through creation, through his word, in community, through worship. And for each one of us, there is, a, a, I think, an insight or a connection that God uniquely taps into. And I think it is unique for each of us. I know for Brett, worship is his primary area where he really um, experiences the presence of God, the promises of God. You know, we have so many of God's promises expressed in, in, in Scripture. It's the thing that we stand on. It's the ground that supports us. It's the, it's the thing that directs us. And it's the thing that leads us into a hopeful, faithful way of being in our world, in the midst of struggle, in the midst of challenges, in the midst of our own uncertainty. You know, Jesus made this promise in Matthew 28 too, and he said this, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded, and surely I am with you always to the very end of age. You know, the promise of God is that he will always be with us, that God is always working in and through our lives. And this week when I was praying, I had this sense in the midst of some of the challenges Brett and I have walked through recently, just in really standing on God's promises and, you know, there's times when we really proclaim God's promises and really maybe not, there's been a gap, I think, to what I had hoped would happen and the reality of what's happened. And the fact that despite all that, that I would undeniably say that God has been our rock and the Lord has never left us and the Lord has walked with us in that. And I had this vision about this idea or this, this, this thought in my mind about that passage of Scripture where it says, you know, one cord of three stands, strands is not easily broken. And the thought I had this week, you know, that... that um, scripture from Ecclesiastes 4.32 is often quoted in marriages, you know, that the quarter three strands is not easily broken. But the vision I had this week was the fact that, you know, when we're thinking about the promises of God, that we have this crazy time when we are standing on the promises of, promises of God, that in the most vulnerable moments of not really understanding what God's doing in our lives through struggle or through heartache or through suffering or through confusion, we begin to doubt the reality of God's promises, or at least I do, if I'm honest with you. But there is a hidden work that God is always doing in and amongst our joy and our sorrow. 
So I would say this year, predominantly with the number of people that I've spoken to who have been through most incredible joyful times and incredible, incredibly sorrowful times, that they've experienced both the grief and the joy together. And I think it was Kim quite a few years ago kind of coined this term about a railway track that both can exist, you know. And to me, that's the hidden work of God. That the promises of God are not dependent on how I'm feeling, are not dependent on my disappointment. The, the, the promises of God are the truth to the character of who God is. It's not dependent on me. And God is always outworking the truth of his promises in and through my life, regardless of how I feel. And this rope, this cord of three strands, I had this revelation this week that in my life there's this sense, I think, within the Christian faith that in order to stand on the promises of God, there has to be this sense of optimism and positivity constantly. But I think God's bigger than that. And I think he can hold the tension of both. Because for me, there's a sense of joy. You know, in, during these last couple of weeks, in the midst of the grief of losing my father-in-law, there's been the most incredible moments with my children. Moments of incredible hope. Moments where they've stood up in the midst of these challenges and displayed something that um, has brought me incredible amount of joy. And so I was thinking about that in the sense that in, in the midst of grief and suffering, there's these moments of incredible joy that the Lord is showing me that the hidden work of God is still at work. But what, often, what, what I wondered, what often is a challenge for us is when we're in the midst of grief or confusion or in the midst of these moments where we do or feel challenged around the promises of God, we feel this pressure that we need to let go of the pain or the grief, or the suffering, or the sadness. But I had this sense that God can intertwine all of it, that there's suffering, that there's joy, and God is in the midst of it, weaving his purposes, his plans, and the hidden work of God, because it's true to his character and who he is. See, the promises of God don't change according to my circumstances. The promises of God are true because that's who God is. The promises of God are true because that's the love that God has for us. And they're outworking in and through our lives, in and through Scripture. If I asked you for a minute to pause, I'm sure each one of you would be able to recall scriptures that have had a significant impact at different moments in your life, that have brought you hope and joy and peace. Those moments in time in scripture where there's been this revelation that God has forgotten you. And one of the things I've loved about these last couple of weeks is that the Lord is continuing, continuing to outwork his promises in all of our lives, constantly. See, the promises of God are not dormant. Yes, they're in Scripture. Yes, they're for us to read. But they're alive and active because that's what the Word of God says. 
They're alive and active in your life, in my life. They're alive and active in our highs and our lows. They're alive and active in our struggles and our questions. They're alive and active because we serve a God of hope, a God of love, a God who never leaves us, a God who never abandons us, a God who walks with us, a God who cries with us, a God who laughs with us. And so what I wanted to do and what I have done this week is I've gone back over the last couple of weeks and I've listened to the voices of the number of people who have shared throughout these last three weeks. And I didn't want to miss what God has been saying to us. I wanted to recall what God's been saying to us because it's encouraging and it builds faith. Because God has a message of love for us. God have a, has a promise that is outworking in and through his scripture, but it's also outworking in and through our community, through you, through me, through our capacity to stop, through our capacity to listen, to our capacity to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us in this moment of time. As God cultivates the promises of God within our lives in order to move us forward both in our grief and our joy. They're not separate. And we can hold the tension of them both. And I think that that's what community is all around, all about. And so I want to share with you some, and I apologise, I did go through this a number of times and I was praying for it. So if you did share something, please I apologise if it's not or if I've missed it. But this is how I've kind of, this week, when I was looking through... I put together a bit of a thread of what I sensed the Lord was trying to speak to us and encourage us and the promises uniquely that the Lord is speaking in and through, our, through you. So I want to start with, I think they're going to come up on the screen so you can read them with me. But before I do, I want to ask the Holy Spirit to prompt you again, to speak to you again to remind you again, a word, a phrase, a thought. What does the Lord want to encourage you with? What promise do you, does he want you to stand on today? Let me pray as we just open up this space. Father, I want to thank you for your faithfulness. I want to thank you, Lord God, for the promise that you are always with us. You are faithful. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for the work that you do, the hidden work of God. And Lord, this morning as we just caught a glimpse of creator God in creation, I was so humbled when I saw that video as I looked at the ecological system, the things that I have no idea about. How true are your words, God, when you say, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways higher, my ways higher than my ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Father, I just pray this morning, as we recall some of the, the promptings of what or how you are speaking in through our community, I pray this morning Holy Spirit, that you would open our art, the eyes of our heart. That we would see the hope to which we have been called. Your, 
your immeasurable greatness of your love towards us. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this space to speak to us, to affirm what you're doing. Father, that we would grow confidence in the truth that you will never leave us, that you are with us, you are for us, despite how we feel today, that the truth of who you are never changes. Amen. So I had this sense when I was reading through this, and I just want to go through some of these comments, and they'll be hopefully up on the screen in a sec. Okay. They're a little bit different from mine. That's okay. All right, surrender. Yeah, go forward. Forward. Oh, okay, that's right. Thanks. We'll start there. I can do that. Okay, surrender, where we had a look at um, some of the comments that were made or some of the things that uh, we were told. Um, Psalm 46, Jess talked about that God is our refuge, our ever-present help in times of trouble. I'm just going to move this to the side. I hope that's all right. Our ever-present times of trouble promises lies in our ability to lose control Surrender, allowing God to move in our lives. God's promise is made in the context of community, working through love and kindness. So this is my abbreviated version of where I felt like, what I felt like the Lord has been saying. Donna, she spoke about her time in the National Park, I think, and surrendering to the silence. Never underestimate the importance of stillness, for it is in these quiet times I am doing a deep work in you. Place every worry in my care. Have no agenda other than to find ever, an ever-present love to soak in my presence. Let me be God to you, for you. How hard's that sometimes, yeah? The one who is above all knowing and who is is all-knowing and all-powerful, the one who can do more in one second to solve your problems than you can do in years. I am the Prince of Peace, and as you give yourself to my peace, you will recognise how powerfully I have been working on your behalf, even when you are not aware. The hidden work of God. Where is God working in and through all your lives? And what are the promises you're standing on during this season? The next one, surrender. That was our, God is near. Jeff, every, God is ever, 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 every present. God is ever present and ever near. Our relationship is not defined by how close we feel to God, but his love and closeness to us. Tegan, God is in the little moments. I loved what she said. Celebrate the little moments amid uncertainty. Be present now. Leon talked about his experience when he was in the bath. Sometimes you feel distant from me, from me, but I am always there. God is ever here. Take time to hear God's whisper. Cain, keep on serving, keep on praying, and keep on listening to and seeing how God's spirit is moving in your lives. We may never know what each moment will do to prepare for your future. 
Can you see the Lord weaving, the Holy Spirit weaving through the voices of what he has been saying in and through this community in the last few weeks? God is near. The choice we have is to surrender to the silence, to surrender to the truth of his majesty, to surrender to the fact that God is sovereign. Shell talked about, about this breakthrough. She talked about the repentance leads to breakthrough. She talked about being, she, she made an apology on behalf of those suffering with mental health. On behalf of the church, we are sorry for those struggling with mental health when you have felt judged or misunderstood. The Lord wanted to say, you are strong, brave and courageous. With arms open wide, you are welcome. The church is going to become colourful. I loved that. I love the vision of the church becoming colourful to enable enough space for people to journey with God, to understand the promises of God in a complex and very difficult community that we live in. Ruth talked about Jesus healed the crippled women, woman. When Jesus saw her condition, he responded. Jesus initiates, Jesus approaches us, Jesus reaches, reaches out and Jesus invites us close. We have been invited to come close the tender whisper, I will release, not realise. Gosh, my spelling. I, will, I release you from that crippling spirit and Jesus made the first move. Kim talked about an unravelling. God is unwrapping stuff because there's gifts inside. I had this sense when I was looking and I was recalling over this that there is a surrender, a posture that we need to position ourselves to the sovereignty and the truth of who God is that there is a part that we need to play in our repentance, in our sense of coming before God and allowing God to do the work that only God can do, that in his kindness and in his love that he seeks to set us free. And I think the last one here, a new day. A new day arising and it's glorious, holding on for dear life, God breaking off the things that are hindering piece by piece. God's kindness leads us to repentance. The sons of daughters are rising up, there's a new life. Dave, it's in the desert place that the formation for the future happened. Don't be afraid of the desert place. It's the place God is forming you for the future. He is near. Kim, God is doing a new thing and it has been inside us all along. God drawing us to stillness and silence in his presence right now. The things that have been seeded in you all along have a new expression now. Part of that is the letting go and the relinquishing of the things that have crippled and the things that have held us back. You know, often, thanks guys, often we think about the promises of God and we look at scripture, but you know, it's so much bigger. The promises of God also speak through community. The promises of God are not silent. God is alive and active in our lives, and we can see that through just a snippet of the testimony of what God has been saying in and through our community these last couple of weeks. And God, that for me is the evidence of the Holy Spirit in working in and through each one of us to remind us to affirm in our lives that I am with you, even to the end of age. The Lord is outworking his promises in our lives. And our role 
is to continue to look for the hidden work of God in our everyday moments. I'm going to ask the band to come back up. And I just want you just to, while the band's playing, to contemplate and to think and to invite the Lord to continue to speak this morning. Thanks, guys. Father, I just want to thank you for the many voices that are spoken into what it is that you're doing in and through our community. I thank you for the challenge that we have, Lord God, before us as a community to continue to look for your hidden work. And I pray in the midst of a busy society, in the midst of a culture that often is so noisy that we sometimes forget or sometimes don't stop to hear the small voice of your Holy Spirit reminding us that you are with us, that you are for us. Holy Spirit, I pray this morning for every person here and online that we would again be reminded of your sovereignty, of your greatness, of your love and the truth that if God is for us, who can be against us? I pray confidence, I pray, Lord God, a new sense of boldness and I pray, Lord God, that our ears and our hearts and our minds would be open to your leading, that we would see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. If you'd like to connect with us, make a financial gift, or find out more about Kingsway Churches, head to kingsway.org.au. Have a good one.